Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. I'm Steph, one of the team's press officers, and today my colleague Andreas and I will be chatting with Marco Haller. So Marco, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, long time no see. And as always, Andal, thank you as well. Hi Steph, hi Marco. Nice to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, long time no see. Your last visit, do you know it? Maybe during the classics, but I cannot really recall it. Um, I I had to. I also had to look it up, and it was during the Tour Twenty Two. Oh, so ages, ages. Uh, let's stay at the Tour and wrap up the Twenty Three edition a bit. How was the party in Paris? Yeah, decent. Obviously, I mean, uh, we had the uh, the best. Uh, opportunity to celebrate big with uh, you already winning the final stage so uh, uh, a good Tour de France uh, turned out to be a great Tour de France last minute and uh, I think not only us the riders but also obviously having sponsors and management and everyone in Paris uh, it made it a big day uh, for Bora Hansgrohe. Now being at the Tour this year I noticed that the atmosphere among the squad was quite special. Can you describe for our listeners the vibe in the team, particularly among the riders? Uh, well, I mean, it's a super hard and demanding job, but uh, if you have the ability or if you are able to create a good uh, atmosphere, what you're mentioning now, um, it can also be the difference between... Uh, performing good and performing very good and uh, I think uh, this is exactly what you want to point out on that. We had a great crew of riders, we had uh, excellent stuff with us, we really enjoyed the time in France. I mean uh, it's always a bit easier when uh, things uh, start clicking early, I mean uh, with Jai um, winning uh, I think it's stage five it was and then uh, getting the yellow jersey obviously this was uh, a dream come true for us and a little bit of uh, relief getting into the squads and then uh, from there on it was uh, a very enjoyable ride around France. So looking back now on what was your eighth Tour de France participation what have you noticed has changed the most over the years at this race? But this uh, the sport in general is is getting quicker and quicker day by day. It feels, or it's uh, maybe just me getting older. Nah, I mean, uh, uh, data and uh, numbers are not lying on this department. So uh, it's a top level sport, uh, racing, and the finals usually start super early. So everyone is super keen on getting in some results pressure is rising uh, from team side but also us the the, the riders are uh, focused and uh, motivated to get results so therefore you can feel the tension in the bunch moving away from racing now your wife and you have become parents of a baby boy earlier this year i think it was in may correct um Congratulations. 
How have the sleeping hours um, developed since then? Which is quite an important thing for a pro cyclist, I think. So maybe uh, that's the good part that I'm not tracking my, my sleep data because it would probably be horrible. But um, although nights are maybe getting a bit shorter, um, uh, you are getting uh, so much back from this uh, little human being that uh, uh, at the end of the day you, you have more energy. You, you just uh, enjoy it. It's just so so great to to have him in our world now and uh, i mean it's also a good point of uh, or a good occasion of uh, thanking my wife because uh, without her obviously it would be no chance to to do, to do the sport on this level so uh, i'm very grateful and uh, but we both enjoy it now tell us what else have you been up to since the tour de france um i see you've been doing a little bit of crit racing is that right yeah i mean uh, just a little bit though i mean we had the uh, uh, a traditional race uh, the wednesday after the tour in wales in austria and then uh, the saturday after that um, i was uh, uh, i get the invitation to participate also in the the local race from the team more or less uh, in Bokmühl, close to the service course so it's also always nice to uh, show the colors there on on basically home ground of the team now you're freshly back from scotland and a huge cycling festival which was the very first world championship for all uci disciplines in one big event how how was it up there well, a super tough and demanding uh, circuit, as everybody could see, with a very uh, deserved uh, winner in the men's elite race, I can tell. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good idea, a great idea to get uh, all the different disciplines of cycling uh, together and have a, a big uh, festival of cycling or however you want to call it. And... Uh, yeah, Scottish crowds were great. And uh, yeah, World Championship is a World Championship, always a special race. How much did you see from other disciplines? Have you been watching track racing or some other events? I mean, I followed a lot uh, on television, of course. But uh, um, obviously in my situation of uh, having a young family at home, I tried to, to keep uh, my... Uh, uh, stint in Scotland as short as possible, so traveled on Friday and and right back uh, after the uh, the road race. I didn't uh, start in any other disciplines, so obviously being away for a month in July already for the tour, I was uh, craving to get some uh, more quality time in with uh, my loved ones. And looking at your race schedule, next up is an event that you added to your list of victories last year, the Hamburg Cyclassics. Tell us, how much are you looking forward to returning there? Yeah, obviously, like uh, everyone knows, it's the second most important one-day race after the World Championship, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, nah, um, really looking forward to it. I mean, uh, I should be able to pin number one for the first time in my career. So uh, obviously great memories from last year and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Last year's win wasn't just a beautiful victory, but also 
um, a massive team effort and ultimately a big surprise for you. You were able to beat Wout van Aert on the line. How did you do that? Well, but you mentioned it already. We need to start way earlier. Every, everything was clicking. Uh, the entire team performance was uh, very, very good. I mean, uh, with uh, keeping the, the race speed high uh, before the famous Wasserberg and then uh, with uh, teammates being in the, in the right moves and eventually uh, Patrick Konrad and me ending up in the decisive breakaway. And last but not least, obviously, a very good sprint, very well timed. And uh, I just had the edge of uh, Wout van Aert uh, beating him there. So, um, of course, to beat uh, one of the best riders in the world, everything needs to go uh, like your way. And uh, I know that uh, the next 10 times I need to sprint against him, I will probably lose. But... Uh, Yeah, that's the that's the beautiful thing of cycling that uh, even as a outsider you can every now and then uh, be on the top step of the podium. At the finish line, you could hardly believe what you've just done. And <laughs> in the first moment, didn't even recognize your wife who jumped over the barriers to congratulate. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're still together, so I assume she has forgiven you. <laughs> yeah, that was a a pretty embarrassing uh, situation for myself <laughs> but uh, I mean it's a uh, <laughs> if I can get the chance to to explain myself at least like obviously uh, a, cha a chaotic situation after the line I knew of course that my wife was there also and uh, but uh, since she had uh, no access normally to the finish area I, I didn't see see her being there in that moment and I uh, was just basically focused of uh, uh, getting back to my teammates, uh, Connie and Niels, to, to celebrate that victory because they were just coming in. And I just thought it was maybe a annoying a chaperone or whoever <laughs> or like a photographer uh, pulling on my sleeve, but it was, it was my wife. I even didn't notice in that uh, situation when I hugged her like 10 seconds later that uh, I just pushed her away. Uh, in the, uh, just before but uh, yeah um, everything sorted and uh, all still cool very good good to hear um, <laughs> so moving on to the race this year it's a day for the sprinters normally can you tell us a little bit about what you expect from this year's edition Well, yeah, I don't know uh, exactly how uh, the statistics are, but I think from 20 editions, you will have uh, one time uh, a breakaway making it to the finish line. So I'm I'm glad I was in that move last year. Um, it's also when you check uh, the uh, starting list of the teams that... Uh, Every team is coming up with uh, with a fast man, and uh, so are we. So I think uh, this will also be the the go-to plan uh, for everyone there. Uh, still, we have the Vaseberg uh, as the most tricky obstacle uh, on the way to Hamburg. So uh, it will be a pretty straightforward plan, avoiding chaos and then being there when the race splits because there are still many riders uh, getting dropped and then we will have a selected bunch uh, getting to the finish and uh, we need to be in there. Have there been changes on the course compared to last year? 
Um, I'm not 100% sure because, I mean, there were slight changes last year because normally you come over the the Vaseberg and then you have a pretty straightforward run into on a big big road uh, back to the city. While last year we went a, we went a little bit uh, left and right through the village uh, because of roadworks, uh, I believe. Um, I don't really know uh, the exact uh, parkour and the exact course this year, so we need to... Uh, be prepared for it. Is Hamburg's hardest climb, Vaseberg, hard enough to cause decisive splits in the bunch? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, history have proven it. Um, most likely the bunch is uh, getting back together on the last kilometers towards the line. But uh, um, every now and then uh, the or not every now and then like always you can drop uh, some of the fast guys and this will be the plan if you're not on a good day you have certainly no chance all right marco thanks for that uh, short and sharp little chat and taking the time enjoy hamburg and all the best for the weekend thank you Thanks very much to marco Haller there and as always thanks as well to my colleague andreas And last but not least, thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. We hope you'll join us for our next episode on the upcoming Volta España. Until then. <laughs>